Hello and welcome to Show and Tell, the podcast series from the RPG Academy where we bring on a guest and we talk about something cool. Today's guest is James D'Amato of the One Shot Podcast Network and the something cool is Dungeon Dome. If you want to check out the show notes, there'll be links over to the Kickstarter as well as to James's uh, podcast network. James, welcome back to the show. Michael, thank you so much for having me back. I- I'm really excited to be here. It is absolutely our pleasure as well. Uh, obviously, we've been podcast friends for a while, uh, and it's been cool to see what your show and what your network is doing and how it's growing and all the new and cool stuff you were doing, including Dungeon Dome. Well, thank you very much. I- I'm super excited about the way uh, the network is developing and growing, and Dungeon Dome is a key part of that. So the Dungeon Dome, as Michael has alluded to, is a new actual play project uh, that OneShot is taking on. Uh, We found that, like, looking around at most actual play, it is a very traditional approach to games and gaming. It's putting a microphone or a video camera in front of a game that you would normally expect to find out in the wild. But with actual play being its own art form now... Uh, I kind of want to pursue it as its own art form and maybe uh, play a game that would only work as an actual play. And so Dungeon Dome is my experiment uh, with the format itself. Uh, We're playing a player versus player gladiator style campaign uh, (laughs) with uh, wrestling style personalities involved in it. So it's a game where really if uh, we weren't recording it, uh, myself as the game master, I would be the only one who understood what was going on. But thankfully, because we have an audience, <laughs> uh, it, it's a game type where the audience is like actually in on it. They they see match to match the storyline uh, that we'll be doing develop uh, between the characters as rivals, the characters as allies, um, and they'll get to watch D and D sort of as a competitive experience. Um, like it, it's not simply a gladiator style match where you're trying to whittle down the other person's hit points um and that's the only part to it uh we're also going to be doing challenge matches uh like a treasure match where uh opponents will be let loose in an arena and they will be trying to uh dungeon run as quickly as possible gathering as much treasure and wealth as possible before the end of the round so we're taking D&D and, and what we know of D&D and what you can do with it, and we're finding ways to create competition in it. So a lot of the matches in the Dungeon Dome you will see are genuine uh, competition between two different player groups who are vying for a specific goal. And the rest of it is like that sort of over-the-top storytelling <laughs> that you would be used to uh, from a traditional uh, professional wrestling format. All right, so that was one of my first questions. Uh, was what you know what system or, or uh, engine are you using? And you mentioned it is D and D. Is it going to be like highly modified anyway? Would I recognize it as D and D? So I think it will be recognizable as D and D. It is D and D fifth edition, but we are making changes to it, uh, like in designing the dungeon dome, kind of as its own game format for fifth edition. For instance, I can't, as the GM or DM, uh, give out inspiration in this version. Only the audience can give inspiration to uh, the characters who are competing. So, like, if the audience likes what a particular character did, if they feel like the heat from the competition, uh, they can tweet 
the character's hashtag or not not tweet uh it would be in the chat of the live game but they can in the chat put the character's hashtag to show their support for the character and that will be counted um if uh, a character can generate enough of uh the audience calling out their hashtag during a game they'll get rewarded with inspiration uh, which they can use like regular inspiration in fifth edition, uh, you know, giving them advantages, uh, advantage on roll and whatnot. But they can also use it to activate special moves, which will be like a little bit more devastating, a little bit more damaging uh, moves that uh, you might be familiar with. And those will snap off instantly. Um, so we're playing with the idea of fifth edition as like a different engine under the dungeon dome. And if the Kickstarter funds, if we get to do our season one, you'll be seeing more, uh, modifications made to it like that to bring the audience and their perspective in more, uh, to the game. All right. So there's a couple things there I wanted to, to kind of touch on. So obviously this, this needs to be a live event for it to work, uh, the way you're, you're talking about. So I'm assuming this will be on your Twitch channel. Yes, uh, this is going to be on the OneShot Twitch channel. Um, almost all of the Dungeon Dome content is going to be live broadcast on Twitch. Uh, there will be supplementary podcasts uh, and like other uh, features that will go with the Dungeon Dome. But uh, in order to get to them, you need to back at a certain level. Most of the Dungeon Dome story, the core story elements, everything that you need to understand what's going on is going to be broadcast live and will be publicly available to everybody, whether they back or not. All right. And again, that's twitch.tv slash one shot RPG. Yes. All right. And do you, I know, again, this is all dependent on the Kickstarter. And again, I want to make sure that we, we clarify <laughs> that and we'll get into that a little bit more. But but assuming you fund, because I have a feeling that this is going to be something that happens. It, what's the schedule? Is it Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays? How many, how many uh, episodes will there be? That kind of stuff. So uh, the core story is about 15 episodes. Uh, there could be a few more than that, uh, depending on what I can schedule. The schedule is a thing that I need to work out with my performers immediately after it looks like we're going to fund um, because I, I don't want to block off huge swaths of people's time if it's uh, not going to be a thing that happens. But when it does, uh, Dungeon Dome, I believe, will be on a weekly schedule and we will figure out what that weekly schedule is. Okay. Uh, it might have to shift dates depending on you know whether or not this particular performer is available on this date. Sure. And that's one of the things that One Shot has always brought to the table, pardon the pun, is a, <laughs> is a bevy of um, awesome performers, obviously yourself included. But amongst the people that follow your podcast that we already know and love from your show, who can we expect to see as performers in this program? Uh, so we, we have a great a set of performers for this program uh, for people that our audience might be instantly familiar with. Uh, we've got Stephen Kropa and Mike Migdahl uh, reprising their characters from the first Dungeon Dome, the Compass Cats. Uh <laughs> You might recognize Kropa and Migdal from their performance on Campaign, where they played Bin Bon and Jubna, and each performer individually has done one shot multiple times. Uh, so you'll definitely be familiar with them. Uh, we've also got Cat Cool, GM of the Campaign podcast, competing as Starlight Surprise, who uh, showed up in the last round of the first Dungeon Dome. If you're fans of other podcasts, uh, we've got a network partner, Pat O'Rourke and uh, Aram Varshan from the God's Fall podcast appearing as their incredible heel personalities, Team Rock Sled, uh, 
who are Jesse and Gary, two uh, very fabulous dark elves uh, from the Underdark, who revel in being heels so much that the hashtag that they've chosen uh, in order to be rewarded with inspiration is the audience. <laughs> um, so they're they're super committed to that. We're also going to have appearances by Ali Barthwell and Liz Anderson reprising their roles as the murder. And uh, for folks who aren't super familiar with the One-Shot Network, we're having uh, Drew Merzieski and Bill Gordon appear as The Nothing. Uh, these are two actors uh, who work at the Chicago Renaissance Festival. Um, and they're just like delights as people. I've had Drew on uh, for my Dogs in the Vineyard episode. He did a fantastic job. And Bill is a newcomer to the network. Um, and I think he is going to do fantastic as well. They're playing the nothing who are uh, hellborn knights uh, who are competing in the arena for the glory of hell. Uh, so they're a little bit extra and I love them for it. And finally, uh, we've got Allie Grower and Kate Booth uh, coming in as the Ladies Disdain, uh, who are glam punk uh, high elves who just have uh, barrels of personality. Um, Allie, you will also recommend or recognize from our Dogs in the Vineyard episodes, which I, I think are some of the best stuff that we've done on One Shot. Um, and Kate is also a newcomer to the network. So we're introducing a lot of new talent and combining it with, uh, people that you already know and love from the one shot network. And, uh, for the intercontinent or for the interdimensional championship, uh, which will interdimensional championship, we will be featuring, uh, people that I'm going to be pulling from all over the place. I haven't even set, uh, the combatant list, but we want to take characters that you already recognize from established podcasts, and we're going to put them in the arena and make them fight each other. <laughs> oh, uh, that sounds awesome. So, like, you'll probably, hopefully, uh, if, if we can arrange it, uh, be seeing appearances from uh, characters from RPG Academy podcasts. Uh, I, I know some people. I might be able to arrange that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but we'll definitely be seeing people from God's Fall, people from Campaign. Uh, we'll, we'll be seeing characters from all over in the interdimensional championships. But I, I, I am really excited what we have for what we have so far, and I, I cannot wait to show off these performers to our audience. Awesome. So a couple things I want to call out there is, as you mentioned, Dungeon Dome has actually aired before. You guys did, uh, I don't know, it was a few episodes where you kind of explored the format. And, it, you know, again, I saw all the hashtags and all the tweets. So if I'm not already in, can I go watch those now? Can I listen to the original like Session O type version? Yes, uh, you can head to the OneShot YouTube page. We've archived uh, almost all of the matches from the Dungeon Dome. We actually lost a match recently. It was Ooh. very, very upsetting. But um, we have uh, the, the first Dungeon Dome event was a six-hour streaming event. We learned a lot of lessons from that one. The primary one being, hey, not six hours again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now Dungeon Dome uh, is going to be presented in like two to three-hour maximum matches, uh, but mostly around two hours because they're centering around a single albeit elaborate uh D, D combat. So 
the longest it's going to be is about two hours. And you can see uh, the original Dungeon Dome has been chopped up into digestible portions. And uh, you can also see the exhibition match with the Nothing, which is another two-hour match, to just get an idea of what the Dungeon Dome is. And then does the original Dungeon Dome, does it tie into this? Are they like yes. they build on each other? Okay. Yeah, they, these are stories that are directly related and we're building on the stories and personalities from the first Dungeon Dome events, like the proto Dungeon Dome events in season one of the Dungeon Dome. So you can go in without knowing anything, but uh, if you have seen the matches from before, uh, you'll probably get a little bit of extra joy out of uh, the heat that's already existing between characters in the arena. So we've already kind of touched on a little bit that this is actually a Kickstarter project. Um, so, you know, anyone who listens to One Shot or Campaign or any of the other shows that are in the network kind of knows what's up with the network and the shows. So what is it about this particular series or program that you feel the need or the desire to go to Kickstarter for? So the reason that we have to head to Kickstarter for this one is the only thing that I need to make it is time. With our, like, we already have the talent here at One Shot. We already have the equipment that we need in order to bring people the Dungeon Dome. But being, like, like doing One Shot as a series and doing campaign and running the network generally, sort of managing all the shows and uh, all of our con appearances, my time is tapped out. So if I'm going to add anything more to my plate, uh, I need to be able to step away from my day job. So what the Kickstarter is doing uh, is providing me with enough income immediately to make that jump away from my day job. And combined with uh, the money that I make from the one-shot Patreon, I should be able to live just above the poverty line. Uh, so <laughs> if the Kickstarter is successful, it'll just be enough money for me to justify actually stepping away from my day job so that I can try and make this profession work, uh, sort of games entertainment and, and independent game design uh, work as its own profession. Like other, otherwise, like we, we just can't do it. Like I would love to say, oh yeah, we're going to do the Dungeon Dome anyway um, because it's a project that I'm really excited about. But if we don't make it on the Kickstarter, I, I'm just not going to have time for it and I'll need to come up with, with another idea. So uh, like if this is a idea that interests you at all, and you would like to see it, I would recommend heading over to the Kickstarter and and backing at, you know, it really doesn't matter what level you back at. The more support that we get, the better. If it's something that you want to see and you don't have the money to back, and I completely understand, then just share it. Like getting it in front of more people is the best way to see that it uh, funds. So yeah, like <laughs> it's it's really just time that we're working against. And unfortunately, as long as I'm shackled to this day job, it is a hard limit. Oh, I can completely understand. I'm I'm somewhat in the same boat myself is that I I really can't find any more time to do anything else. And even even what we do now sometimes gets stretched where it's like, oh, I can either eat, I can sleep or I can edit. And yeah. I, I choose edit more than I should. Uh, <laughs> secondly, food, apparently. But uh, but it's awesome. And, you know, again, uh, you guys have had an amazing amount of success, certainly well-deserved. 
And I think it's awesome that you were on that cusp of being able to make this a, a career. Uh, you know, your one-shot Patreon, it does very, very well, but there's a lot of different people that are involved in that. That, that doesn't go into yeah. your pocket. You know, it, that, that's <laughs> I wish of... it went into my pocket. Oh, man. <laughs> so so I, yeah, the question that people are going to ask, and again, the Kickstarter should already be live by the time you're listening to this, is what's our goal? What, what do we need to get to for you to be able to make this happen? So we are right now questing after a stripped down version of the dungeon dome uh that is eighteen thousand dollars the original version uh that i wanted to pitch to people was going to be about twenty five thousand dollars um and we just sort of decided uh that that's too much that that's too much of a risk because we really do want to make this project um the eighteen thousand version will pay uh me enough money to step away from my day job it will pay all of our actors and performers it will pay all of the crew that manages the cameras and the stream while we're performing and it's like it's not a ton of money but it's certainly more than most improv theaters here in chicago pay performers if we manage to get to the twenty five thousand dollar version all of a sudden i can double the wages for cast and crew and I can give myself a little bit of extra money. Right now, the Dungeon Dome is only covering paying me for the logistics of managing the Dungeon Dome. And that is, you know, booking matches. That is making sure that our performers are in the right place at the right time, designing the different matches that, that we'll see in the Dome. But when I sit down to GM, I'm actually doing that pro bono. So if we manage to hit certain Kickstarter uh, stretch goals... I'll be able to add on to what we can do uh, to compensate our performers and compensate myself. Okay, so let's take a look at the Kickstarter itself. Usually when we talk about Kickstarters, there's a physical product. Not always, because even our Kickstarter for like a catacomb is, is, is an event sort of situation. So I'm a little bit familiar with that. But but what do the levels break down to? So like, what's the entry level? Is it is it a dollar? Is there like a $5,000 level where you get to be on the show? Like, what are, what are we talking about as far as the levels that people can contribute? So uh, true to form, we are still juggling with the levels up to the last minute of the Kickstarter. I think for a couple dollars, I think starting at like five to ten dollars, I'm going to have uh, our our first reward. That will be uh, I will in a podcast episode. Thank you by name. Um, I'll just read down the list of Kickstarter backers in a single episode that is just me reading names, which our fans uh, who back us on Patreon know can be an incredibly entertaining experience as I am dyslexic and very terrible at reading names. But the real rewards start at $25. At a $25 pledge, you actually get high-quality video on demand of the Dome. You'll get podcast versions of the Dome. And uh, you will be able to send in your ideas for critical hits and critical fails for Dungeon Dome, which uh, will change the course of some matches. Because we plan on having a lot of people give at the $25 level, we can't guarantee that every single critical hit and critical fail will end up in the dome. That has to be randomly drawn or randomly rolled on a table, whichever we create. But at the end of the Dungeon Dome experience, uh, we are collecting all of those suggestions into a PDF that we'll be giving to all of our backers. So like whether you're... uh, critical hit or critical fail is used or not it will appear in the dungeon dome pdf packet that goes out a little bit higher than that the 35 dollar level you'll have access to 
uh, the supplementary podcasts that I mentioned earlier. The full story of the Dungeon Dome is not just happening in the arena. Um, like with professional wrestling, we sort of just have to watch things as they develop in the arena and backstage. But we can't really see, you know, what's happening with these performers or these uh, combatants in their individual lives. With role playing, we can. So we'll be doing interlude matches as as we sort of see how these characters are developing outside the ring, um, what they're doing to maybe get more powerful in order to chase that championship or uh, what they're doing uh, to develop their interpersonal relationships. And those games won't just be run as D&D. We're going to be using a litany of games to uh, sort of tell this story at a deeper level. And you can get at that for $35. Then we have all of the fun stuff. Sure. Uh, there are a lot of uh, stupid things that you can do to like sort of uh, get yourself more deeply ingrained in the arena. The Dungeon Dome has a tradition where any combatant who dies in the ring uh, will be brought back as a skeleton. And <laughs> at the $45 level, you can pay to be one of those skeletons. So if you just wanted to put the name of your D&D character or of yourself in the game, uh, you can be one of the skeletons that will be used in several matches throughout uh, the Dungeon Dome as it goes. You might even take down one of the performers as your skeleton. <laughs> um, but for those who are a little bit more creative and more ambitious, we have a, a bunch of levels. I'm not going to get into them all to bore you now, but sure. we've got the Dandelion Club uh, for $150. You can join the Dandelion Club. A uh, Dandelion was a celebrity monster that we used, and unfortunately, the only lost round of the Dungeon Dome. But uh, Dandelion was a lich horse uh, who appeared in the arena and the won over the crowd pretty easily uh, to the point where people were rooting pretty hard against the players at one point uh, <laughs> to see Dandelion be victorious. Uh, for $150, I will personally work with you to create a new monster uh, that will be used in Dungeon Dome Season 1. And that is guaranteed that that monster will show up in Season 1 for the Dungeon Dome. So you can uh, you know create the specific challenge that our, our players work against. At $250, you can be a box seat sponsor, which is sort of a Hunger Games style sponsorship. I'll work with you to create a character that exists in the Dungeon Dome universe who is like very influential. They can be like an influential merchant or or priest or adventurer or, you know, something. And they will uh, pay to sponsor a team of your choice. Uh, they'll be sending them gifts or perhaps sending curses to teams that they don't like. <laughs> um, but you can be an active sort of participant in the Dungeon Dome universe, influencing the outcome of matches through your sponsorship. And finally, like if you are gung ho for the Dungeon Dome, if this is really like come to be like, oh, man, I want to be involved with this somehow. I want to show off my ideas and my creativity. The $500 Dungeon Master level, uh, you will work with me to create a match that will be used in season one. All of the matches in the Dungeon Dome are a little bit unique. Like we do have some straight up death matches, but most of them uh, I, I'm trying to play with the mechanics of D&D to to create an interesting experience that you wouldn't see in a regular D&D game. And if that is your thing, the Dungeon Master level uh, will help 
to get your idea in front of the thousands of people who are going to be listening to and watching this. Very, very cool. So again, the Kickstarter is live as of the moment you're listening to this. You can head over to Kickstarter and search for Dungeon Dome or just click the link in the show notes that we'll provide. Uh, It will run until August 8th. The goal is $18,000 as a minimum if you want to see and help make Dungeon Dome a reality as well as to help James create this lifelong dream of being a full-time content (laughs) creator and entertainer. Then certainly go over there. Even if it's just a dollar, two dollars, give them something. And absolutely, as James said earlier, if you can't or just don't want to provide any money, uh, share it with someone who might. Yeah. Definitely. Like anything that you do to to help the project spread itself helps. Uh, there are social goals on this Kickstarter, like my other Kickstarters. So doing things like sharing our Facebook posts, sharing our tweets, that will unlock more things uh, that happen in the Dungeon Dome, including uh, new t-shirts for our new character teams that are going to be entering the Dome. We, we sort of uh, built it up exactly like wrestling in that each team has their own t-shirt, their own logo. Uh, so if you support a particular team, you can wear the t-shirt for it. And we'll unlock those uh, through our social goals uh, to make it a little bit easier for people who maybe aren't uh, you know, well-to-do financially but are really excited about the event. The social goals will help you make it cooler and more impressive. All right. Now, so the Kickstarter ends on August 8th. Assuming we fund... When do we expect Dungeon Dome to launch? Uh, Dungeon Dome should launch in the last two weeks of August, I'm expecting. It has to be after Gen Con that I can even think about it, because Gen Con is its own hungry monster nightmare. But after Gen Con goes up, uh, the Dungeon Dome will launch. All right, so so not not a long time. It'll be a pretty quick turnaround. It's going to be a pretty quick turnaround. The reason that I'm doing the Dungeon Dome now instead of like uh, waiting until Patreon could cover it on its own, like cover for me to leave my day job, uh, is two performers are moving away in oh. October. So if I want to do this uh, the way I, like I've envisioned it, I need to use those performers now. Um, so. We are uh, going to be producing the Dungeon Dome from August through October, and like the whole thing will be delivered to you very, very quickly. Like I said, we've already got the equipment we need, we've already got the talent we need, and this stuff is live. So it's just a matter of actually being able to have the time to do the thing. And again, scheduling is still a little bit you know, up in the air as far as which day of the week and what time but even if you can't watch it live it will be archived on the youtube page so you won't be completely missing out even if you can't watch it live right yep the uh the twitch quality version will be archived on the youtube page for the public to see immediately people who are backers will get access to higher quality uh video on demand they'll also get access to podcast versions of dungeon dome matches so if you're the type of person who maybe doesn't uh, really doesn't have the opportunity to watch video or, or doesn't like video that much, it will be presented in an audio format. All right, and then I kind of fall into that myself is that most of my podcast listening is to and from work. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching is not <laughs> not a good option in those cases. Yeah, it's a little bit too much data for that, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I listen a lot. So a lot of the things that I do are almost exclusively audio only. Uh, and I, I like the fact that you're going to have both of those options available as well as the YouTube archive as well. So again, I imagine anyone who's listening to this point has already decided if they're in or if they're not. But if there's someone on that edge, what is what is the one last thing that you would say to somebody that says, okay, I want to go check this out. I want to give them some money. 
Okay, this will be calling out to a very specific part of the audience, but one of the things that I've wanted to do with uh, the Dungeon Dome and wrestling in general, I have a favorite Shakespeare play that I believe lends itself to wrestling-style storytelling uh, very well. And the B-plot for the Dungeon Dome, I am actually just going to be presenting that play as as its own plot line uh everything is going to be mapped over that play so if you're a real shakespeare nerd <laughs> and you want to see a shakespeare play uh told via gladiatorial combat matches uh instead of actors reading lines and who then doesn't? then I would recommend supporting the Dungeon Dome because, again, I am taking one of my Shakespeare plays and I am adapting it via a professional wrestling format. Fantastic. So hopefully that was the last little bit a couple people needed to go over, check it out. Again, kickstarter.com, search for Dungeon Dome, click the links in our show notes. It's live now. It will be run until August 8th. If we fund, then you will get some almost immediate turnaround and start getting some of the shows produced. So James, thank you so much as always for coming on the show. Happy to help support what you and the crew at the one shot podcast network are doing. Uh, you mentioned Gen Con. Uh, that's where you're going to be. And you guys usually do a meetup of sorts. Is there anything about your Gen Con schedule you want to share? Oh yeah. Uh, if you want to hang out with one shot, uh, you can attend our meetup at uh, on Saturday uh, we don't want to compete with the RPG Academy. Uh, of course not. You can do their lovely meetup. I believe that's that's uh, the Wednesday, Wednesday night, right? That is correct. We are up against the Diana Jones Award, so it's a different clientele. You know, if you're not interested in that, come hang out with us. Yeah, and uh, your meetup starts before the Diana Jones Award, so if you want to, you can do both. Oh, there um, you go. There and you go. I, I recommend that, but our meetup is going to be on Saturday, um, and I just need to pull up the location really quick because... Uh, so. After our annual panel, One Shot Every Year sort of does a state of the network panel um, that we run, which I believe there's some tickets, not too many, but there are some tickets still available to that. But after that, at 8 p.m. on Saturday, August 19th, we are going to be meeting up at the JW Marriott Trevi Marzio Room. Uh, we have taken out a private room at the JW Marriott. There are going to be tables for you to play games on. Uh, there is mostly going to be food and drink for people to hang out and uh, not only meet uh, people like me and Kat and, gosh, uh, Jim McClure and like Alex Roberts and uh, Megan Dornbrock and our other wonderful contributors uh, at OneShot, but we're going to be having uh, other guests there too. Uh, Aram Varshan from the God's Fall podcast is going to be there. You are going to be able to see Rich Howard from the uh, Young Justice Files podcast. Uh, I'm hoping some of my other podcast buddies will be able to show up for that as well. But all of that aside, you're going to be able to meet each other, which I think is the most important part of these meetups. Uh, like there are people who have gone to one shot meetups and they have found their new play groups uh, that, you know, they've always wanted to experiment with different game systems like we do on one shot, like like uh, you guys do on RPG Academy. And the best place to find those people is at meetups for for our various shows, because right. that is an audience who is already automatically interested in that sort of thing. Uh, so if you can, please show up to our meetup. It starts at 8 p.m. on Saturday, August 19th. We're going to midnight, so it is okay if you are going to show up late. We don't mind. Uh, we, in fact, we, we encourage you to show up at whatever time you can. 
And I'm very much looking forward uh, to meeting up with uh, some people there. You can also check out the Gen Con event website for the other one-shot events at Gen Con. We're running so many panels, including a campaign in-character panel where the characters themselves are going to be doing a live version of their podcast, uh, which is an in-universe podcast that happens in that show. So, yeah, so absolutely go check out. If, especially if you're going to Gen Con, then please go check out the event listing. Uh, see if there are some panels or the meetup that you can match up with. While you're there, you know, look at the stuff the RPG Academy we're doing. We have two panels on DMing that are both sold out, but I did ask to get a bigger room. I don't know if that'll be able to make that happen. I was surprised it sold out so quickly, so I'm hoping we can get more seats. Uh, we're also doing a panel on podcasting, and then, as James mentioned, our meetup. And since we're just talking about Gen Con, I mean, this was totally off the cuff. Our show was nominated for an Emmy Award, you know, which happens yeah. at Gen Con. If anybody would like to vote for us, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely send send a vote for the RPG Academy. Um, uh, podcasts uh, are a competitive category. And Robin Laws and Ken Height are two people whom I love dearly. Ken, Ken mostly because he's in Chicago and I hang out with him quite often. But he's won that any too many times. It is time for somebody else to win that any. So uh, this is your call. Like, because any voting is out to the public. Go vote for the RPG Academy because we don't need, like, we get it. Ken and Robin talk about stuff is fine as a show. It's yes. pretty good. But We've already recognized that like five times now. Let's let's get somebody else <laughs> up on that podium. If not us, then who? And if not now, then when? When? Exactly. 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 <laughs> and then uh, lastly, I will plug you. I think you mentioned it before. I did. Uh, Catacon is another convention that you guys uh, will come to. I know you'll be there. Cat is up in the air. I know there's other, other conventions that are around that that sometimes make it stressful to do too many. Uh, I think Megan's coming again this year. Jim will be there with Emily, and hopefully a bunch of you guys will be able to make it out to a catacomb this yeah, year. Yeah, wonderful. Is is Aram? Did you invite Aram this year? I, I think I have. I'm, I'm pretty, it's just an open invite. If if not specifically, yes, Aram, you are absolutely welcome to come hang out with us. Yeah, he might need that specific invite, and okay. he might need it several times because I love Aram <laughs> dearly, but he's got a lot going on gotcha. uh, bouncing around in that brain box. But yeah, a catacomb is a wonderful gaming experience. If you are a person who likes to play games at conventions. A Catacon is the best convention to play games at. Uh, you know, Gen Con is huge and it's hectic and those game spots are so competitive. Uh, a Catacon is like a lot more laid back and you can mosey from game to game at your leisure. And usually uh, if there is a game that you really want to play, you can get the spot. Uh, which is wonderful, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, so definitely, if you are a, a big player and you love it, go to a Catacon. Thank you very much for that, James. I do appreciate that. Uh, not that I didn't set you up for that at all, uh, <laughs> but appreciate it. Best of luck with uh, Dungeon Dome and best of luck, continued success with the podcast as a whole. So anything, last words before we wrap things up today? Uh, no, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Um, and I, I hope the Dungeon Dome is a project uh, that, that you'll like and be interested in. And, you know, if we managed to fund and you didn't back, uh, I hope the final product sort of shows you that like, oh, in the future, you might support something like it. So uh, thank you so much, Michael. Seriously. Oh. 
absolutely our our absolute pleasure. So everyone listening, once again, go check out the Dungeon Dome Kickstarter. Links will be in the show notes. Runs till August eighth, eighteen thousand dollars. I think that is something that will be very manageable, and maybe we can get into some of those higher tier stretch goals and get the full Dungeon Dome experience for everybody. So until next time, this has been Michael, and this has been James, and we will see you next time. See you next time, heroes. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Yeah.